Hello, this is Hugo Prévost, and you are listening to SVGA, your PC retro gaming podcast. With me, as always, is Robert Hiltz. Hello, Robert. Hello, Hugo. How are you? I'm fine. I'm really, really glad to talk to you again. It's been uh, it's been a while. It certainly has. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since we've done this, but it's uh, nice to be back. Yeah, it is indeed. Uh, if you remember correctly, I'm well, talking to our listeners right now. The, our last episode was a solo one, so it was Derek uh, criticizing while talking about one of my favorite games, uh, The Last Express. But today we are not talking, well, we're talking about a game, but it's more a movie about a game. So uh, what are we talking about this week, Robert? Uh, this week we are talking about Lemmings, the uh can you dig it? The 30th anniversary, um, basically documentary about how the game was made and sort of the impact it had. Exactly. Lemmings, uh, maybe for the people who were uh, too young to remember, uh, Lemmings is a puzzle game that came out in 1991, developed by Psygnosis, uh, a British studio at the, and developed for the Amiga. So uh, if you want to have an, an uh, if you want to have information about a game that is a bit old, talk about a platform that doesn't exist anymore. That's, that's going to be your cue. So <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, this this movie came out uh, late last year, and I don't think it's... I, I don't think it's in wide release yet, but yeah, there was a... Um, they, they did a sort of panel and a viewing, and uh, we managed to get our grubby little hands on a uh, on a copy of the documentary that they, they we asked and they said sure here's a screen <laughs> yeah, exactly. we didn't steal it <laughs> no 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 um and so yeah we watched it uh, i think you watched a part of it and that's going to be part of our discussion today um because, Unfortunately, well, i wasn't able to fit well yeah so i've i i watched i i made it uh, i was able to do about half of it i've been very busy lately but yeah uh, there's some reasons that i also didn't finish yeah <laughs> i mean let, let's get right into it it's it's 12 hours long it's it's and a very long film it's and a unfortunately, very long film. like I, I i do feel bad about not getting through about and talking about it but at the same time you know these things happen yeah they do and uh, it's once again yes of course you're busy but it's once again a, a point of the movie being too long, in my opinion. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that a bit uh, a bit later, I think. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the, well, the movie talks about the creation of the game, of course, and everything that came before, everything that came, uh, lots of stuff that came after the uh, the influence of the game on the, the 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 entire video game industry, the way that. Uh, puzzle games, some puzzle games were developed after, afterwards and um, I think one of the most interesting aspects there we go, of the, the movie is the way that they talk about the state of the industry at the time and mm-hmm. I, I, as I said it, 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 yeah, uh, go ahead Yeah, I was going to say that this was so I essentially I've seen the first half of the movie which is um, really kind of on the how they came to, you know, get to the game and so forth. And what's really, what really stuck out to me is how, you know, looking at today where big, huge titles, they're, you know, they're studios with people who've been doing this forever. And these were just, you know, 
a lot of them were just a bunch of guys from a computer club that yeah. uh, that that just tried some stuff and eventually got to this idea. And it it well, it took a very long time. It was a really interesting look at how just really unrecognizable the video games industry then is compared to now it wasn't it wasn't really an industry so much as um you know a series of hobbyists making yeah. money kind of thing exactly and there's a long part of the movie talking about like you said the computer well really really nerds at that point was that i think the term that was used uh computer hobbyists they went to a, they met in a computer club uh where they each had to bring up their own machines and it was really the time where machines were where a big gray or beige box and you have to plug in a tv or something like that uh and and yeah they they, they went on to Develop one of the most maybe not maybe not one of the most known games not today I think but I believe that if you most of most people will know what Lemmings is <laughs> and even if there's there hasn't been really a sequel for almost what 10, 15 years now at That's least a very good question it's been quite a while. I mean, the 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 part that that you didn't see in the movie was that at the end they talk about there's a mobile version now, and um, and I cringed a bit at, at that point because, well, it's the spirit of the game, but not the essence. If mm. you know what I mean? I mean, basically, what Lemming is. I think we can start there. If you haven't played the game, like I said, it's a puzzle game. You have to, you have a bunch of character is called lemmings not the rodents of course but small humanoid people and you have to take them from point a to point b from so from the entrance to the exit of the level and basically the concept was the this level is a you can transform it so you have a bunch of different tasks that you can assign to the lemmings and essentially the lemmings in the way like the creatures um at least in myth that they will they will walk forward into anything that yeah they will follow each other you know off a cliff into the fire or just into a wall and back again and the the goal of the game is to you know dig through a wall build a bridge over a a chasm put someone to stop people from running over the edge to get them to the exit safely because they're not going to do it on their own yeah, exactly. And at the time, it was something really, really special. What wasn't something that existed uh, in 1991, of course. And it was, I think, taking advantage of uh, technologies that were maybe not as uh, as used as used as today as they are today. I mean, there's a, of course, you needed, for example, you needed a mouse to play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, it's obvious that you usually need a mouse on the PC to play a video game. But at the time, it was mostly, uh, for example, if you took uh, sh- shooting games, it was, well, you use the arrow keys. and Maybe a the, joystick. Maybe a joystick. And then, so th- they came out with a way to, uh, like Microsoft use Solitaire to get people to practice them using a mouse, uh, 
uh, that's that's the, basically the same way they did it uh, Absignosis in 1991 mm-hmm. which is which is really interesting to think of like using a mouse being in some way revolutionary in a game but it, it they used to be able to, to to really navigate without ever touching a mouse i mean yeah. I, I don't know how many of our listeners had experience using dos but i remember you know before we had at least in my house before we had windows 3.1 you just you did everything through dos and a mouse really never came into it yeah I never really used DOS. Uh, we the, our first family computer was Windows ninety five. So oh it, okay yeah it, <laughs> no it, because when we, when we got Windows three point one, I remember my dad. It took a whole afternoon of just like there were like twelve floppy disks or something ridiculous. Yeah, and it just took all day to install. And but yeah, it was uh, yeah. Now we 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 had it, so at the time I played Lemmings. It would have likely uh, been on DOS. Yeah, but but still, you needed to use, like I said, you needed to use the mouse. Mm-hmm. It was too, uh, and today the the term is doesn't really apply. But at the time, it was too precise. You need to really to be precise, and so using just the the arrow keys was out of the question. And uh, and so yeah, so the, the movie is really. Uh, well, taking his time to get to the point, but that's an, <laughs> that's another thing completely. There's, but it's theme really here. Ex- yeah, but it really explains. I think that's that's what is the most interesting, once again, point of the movie. It really explains how this came to be. And it's a period of time because today you think about game development, you think about the US, maybe Canada or Quebec a bit, if you're, hmm. well, living here and you. Every time in the media something comes out, it's like, oh, it's Ubisoft Montreal or uh, Square Enix Sherbrooke or whatever. Um, but yeah, at the time, the British scene was uh, really something to, to see. With They had their own compu- uh, lines of computers. They had uh, their own way of putting, uh, developing stuff, including games. And so to see this in action to, and to see, of course, that four guys could four or five guys could work together to put out this kind of huge success mm-hmm. and of course today there's in the games but i don't think you could have in that sense you could have a, a team of five people putting out something like lemmings and to be able to within any game be so successful on the first day maybe no, and it and it's interesting the way that you know there's the Lemmings Christmas edition and and that sort of yeah. like there's just all sorts of things that just don't exist. But it it is interesting how you know no one would think of Dundee Scotland now as some sort of tech hub, but <laughs> it, it was. And it's it's funny because part of it turned out to be because they had a Texas Instruments. Um, I think it was Texas. Or it, there was a, a plant that made calculators or some kind. And one thing they made were these crummy little computers. Yeah. Um, that just because they were made in the town, there were so many of them that people would just have them. And, just, you know, when enough people had computers, it was just that became a hobby for people. And because it became a hobby for certain people to play stuff, others wanted to make stuff. And then from there mm-hmm. you have this. 
Whereas now it's, you know, it's, it's a whole industry and there's, you know, university courses and internships and yada, yada. Yeah. Um, there's a, I think you saw this, uh, there's a whole bit about how they use about a space of eight by 10 pixels to do the, uh, the animation from the, for the characters mm -hmm. and, uh, how, what did you think about the, the, this, uh, this part of the movie? Well, it's, it's, it's fascinating to think of the sort of the limits that were sort of imposed on them just by the nature of like, that's where graphics were. And yeah. um, actually if any of the listeners, uh, if you just go to the Wikipedia page, they have an interesting, just um, a GIF of the walking motion. And you said GIF, Robert. Oh, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing it. There's an interesting animated image. Yeah, there you go. Um, that that kind of shows you the original and then the sort of updated version of just what the lemming walking looks like. Yeah. And you can really see in the basic, like one of them, it just kind of moves up and down and the legs move and you can sort of see an arm swinging. And then the second one, it's just, there's this jauntier motion. The hair flips a bit with just a pixel moving around. Yeah. And there's, it's, it's really fascinating to see the sort of something so subtle as just like a blue pixel moving from the back of a head to the front in a rhythm is like, Oh yeah, that's hair and it's moving like, yeah. It, and how expressive that is despite it being, you know, it's eight by 10. Yeah. And there's a bit, I have it right under my, right there, my second screen right now. And yeah, there's also a bit with the, I think the, the shoes, there's a bit of the shoes that goes higher <laughs> than, and it's really, really enhanced the, the the walking animation. And like you said, it's it's incredible to see because today, of course, and it's all, all games, of course. But today, if you think about a, a big game, you have this photorealistic stuff. <laughs> You've got with motion capture, motion captured. You have uh, millions of polygons and ray uh, tracing, and, and you've got shaders and like yeah, there's. And, all that going and, on. And then 30 years ago, it was 8 by 10 pixels, and it was enough. And uh, when I think about Lemmings, uh, I think about the, the, the original game. And like you said, there's been some expansion. There's been, I think, a 3D version that came out eventually uh, in the 90s. And But if you go back to the to the basic principle of solving a puzzle. You don't necessarily need extensive 3D graphics. We don't, I mean, you don't need 3D graphics at all. And it's, for me, it's, it's really interesting to see how, well, how far we, we've come since then, but how little you need to have a good game. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really, I mean, we've played, uh, we've played a game called Faith on the, on the podcast before. Yes. And it was, uh, well, it's a Halloween team, horror team game. And it's basically an homage to uh, the graphics of the Atari era. And yeah, where we're talking like 16 colors. Yeah. Very and, basic. And, 
yeah, ex- extremely basic, but it is extremely efficient too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I don't want to play the latest Call of Duty or a, a really, really beautiful game. I mean, I'm really happy to do that. But, uh, and I'm looking forward to a bunch of new games that are coming out this year, like Homeworld 3. And I really like to have big, beautiful graphics and explosions and and fighters and capital ships and whatever. But seeing this movie is a way to end basically having talking to you for this podcast <laughs> is a way to remember that it's not only the graphics that count. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, there was a time where I used to be really impressed by graphics and effects and that, that sort of that like, Oh wow, look at what they're able to do. And now the difference between kind of good and really good is like it's there. And, you know, yeah. if you're playing something in 4k, it's 120 Hertz. Like it's different than 1080p and, you know, it's, it's just a little below 60 frames or whatever. like that. There's an, there's a difference there, but it's not, it's not as impressive as it used to be. It's yeah. Doesn't it, sometimes it adds to things, but sometimes it's just like, okay, but maybe you could have just spent some more time on storytelling or level <laughs> yeah. development or that kind of thing. And it's interesting to see. I, I'm always kind of fascinated doing this podcast and just doing things generally. Like I, I take pictures with a film camera because I like the idea of um, limitations. Yeah. Being impo- like when, when things are limitless, like just because you can do something doesn't mean doing that thing is good or enjoyable. It can be really, you know, unenjoyable and kind of, just too many things thrown at you at once. Whereas lemmings is pretty simple in the way that the graphics are straightforward. They, they do the job They're They, they give you enough that your brain is like, Oh, that's, I know what that is, but it's, <laughs> it's not, you know, overwhelming you. But at the same time, it's the mechanics of the game are so interesting that it's a puzzle game, but it's also a puzzle game. That's, you know, there's not a timer on it, but you have these lemmings that keep falling out of the sky and you have to get a certain amount safely and yeah. you have to work quickly and accurately and you have to really think it through. And there's a lot to be said for, you know, something simple and straightforward um, that, that is in some ways, you know, at the time was very graphically pleasing, but it wasn't just about that. Yeah, you're right. And, it's really interesting that you talk about uh, limitations. I don't know if you've if you've seen the uh, Archive eighty one series on Netflix. I have not actually. Okay, uh, well, I won't go over the story uh, in, in its entirety, but basically, it is the story of a guy that has to restore videotapes from the nineties to okay. solve a mystery, and he's uh, let's say a, a, an old tech geek. And he really likes to collect VH, uh, VHS tapes and audio tapes and old uh, old movie fr- old movies right. from the, the 30s and the 40s and and we both are uh, we both like old stuff. I mean, basically that's why we're here right now. But to 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 be able to see uh, 
it's the physicality I think that's that comes into play here. And it's the reasons why, for example, I collect old PC games. It's not only to say, oh, I have the game. I could have the game on the uh, uh, with zeros and ones on a, a hard drive. It, will be, mm-hmm. it won't, wouldn't be the same. It's having the manual, having the disc. And coming back to Lemmings, it's really... And that's, as I said, it, interesting in the movies. Like, okay, here we had... They, they, they talk about how they had four computers in a small cramped room over a, a restaurant and they just created their stuff there. And it's not, uh, I'm sure there's a, something fascinating about creating a game at Ubisoft, for example, but you have 500 people working on it, 1,000 <laughs> people working on it. And so when you create, when you're the one person that creates an entire game compared to your one of a thousand people working on how the cape's going to flow in the wind yeah, when- or, or how the, you know, like doing textures on the trash that fills the sort of edge <laughs> of the screen or whatever. Yeah. So, and so I, I don't want to, to say that their work is not important, but it's a way that I'm what I was watching the movie and I was feeling connected. I was feeling that these people were connected to their product, more connected than maybe someone who, like you said, working on the textures for a wall that you're going to see for half a second. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe where modern games can be a bit dull sometimes? Yeah, or if not dull, that they... In, in some ways, they they have their own limitations. That you know, people are expecting a certain thing, or yeah. there is a certain you know. It's like after you saw Grand Theft Auto, how many games came out afterwards that were like Grand Theft Auto, or yeah, that that open world thing. Like, oh well, this is where you know there was a time where there's nothing there's no real precursor to lemmings not like in a play style or like i can't think of a or really since like this is just yeah. sort of a self-contained kind of when you think about a really strange idea but really interesting yeah exactly and um I think it's time now to talk about <laughs> the less interesting aspects of the uh, the movie, I, uh, I think we've said it before. It's at two hours. It's it's really too long. It's yeah. uh, and it's not that it's not interesting, but the way that it's presented. Um, because usually when you watch a documentary, there's a, there's some narration, there's some music, there's some nice trans. You try to have some nice transitions. You can also go the entire different route and be have something like a live documentary where you just follow someone and stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But when you, uh, when you go to the uh, historical route to present stuff that happened before and to try to summarize historical events, I think the best way is to have someone, like I said, doing the narration, have some music, have some transition. And there, it, there is almost nothing. Yeah. I mean, it can certainly be done. But I, 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 it it can certainly be done. But I, I think the difficulty is that 
it has to be done in the right way. Like you can tell a story through interviews alone and sometimes it works, but yeah. sometimes, you know, I, I think there's a lot of interesting color and background and stuff about how these guys got together and, you know, how they built up to building, you know, what was like a just massive selling game or whatever. But at the same time, it, takes a long time to get there and they that there was a way to tell this story that you know wouldn't require two hours yeah exactly and i think it's i mean maybe for people that are really 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 passionate about british software from the 90s uh, or the tech scene in, in, in Scotland or in Britain at the time, maybe they're going to find this extremely interesting because there's a lot of details, a lot of interviews. Uh, they get, of course, about everyone that worked on the game or were friends with people that were working at the game at the time, etc. And so it's it, it really delves into the details. But mm-hmm. if you're not... I mean, it, it gets to a point where it's. I was starting to twiddle my thumbs a bit, mm-hmm. and the, I'll say that I mean, part of the reason I couldn't get to this movie was it was very long. But I mean, another part of it is just um, it's a fantastically busy time for me, and you know, it, it's yeah. it's not entirely the movie's fault. Part of that is on me. So I do, you know, uh, some of my judgment is did take with a grain of salt, but. I, I did feel at times, like, in the first half of the film, it's like, okay, this is all interesting, but, like, we don't need to hear each person's perspective on every, you know, meeting of the co- computer club. Like, one guy's like, yeah, we met at the computer club. It was fun. We were kind of nerds. Like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, still, it's, as I said, it, it's interesting. It's it's a, an interesting perspective on the industry at the time. I think mm-hmm. you, you, we can give it, uh, give it that to them. Oh, definitely. And, and I think it, you know, if you've got the time and you, when it, it does come in a wider release, I think it's, I think it is actually still worth looking at and, and seeing how hey, you got it, but maybe at certain points you speed it up to one and a half times or something. <laughs> I can't uh, really watch things that way. It's like that's no, yeah, a bit much a bit for me. Fast. But at the same time, there's there's a lot of it, – it's interesting to see how these things were made because it was a very different time and just yeah, with was, uh, very different philosophies and hardware and all kinds of things that make it – that still make it interesting. Absolutely. Um can we still play? Because I, I, I've looked around a bit and uh, there doesn't seem to be a way to buy the game these days. And st- uh, Of course, if you don't try to track down a copy, uh, a physical copy, but in that sense, you'll need to find a suitable computer and that's another all kind of worms. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's anywhere. It's besides well you can play it in a browser i think yeah. i've sent you a link yeah, a few, I, I, a few, I played a few it days a, back i played it with um with one of these sort of online browser things but i i haven't seen it um you know somewhere where you can uh where you can actually play it 
uh, like and, offline. Yeah, and I think it 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 would benefit from getting a. I don't know what the situation is with the the rights holder and so on, uh, but yeah, it's uh, one of those games that you think it's so iconic that it should well iconic. It's so well known. Let's go with that uh, because I, I mean I don't think I've ever really played Lemmings. I've oh seen really? The game. Never pl- oh, that's interesting. Okay, because I actually played Lemmings. But w- what I wanted to say was that even if I didn't really play the game myself, I think I've seen it once at a friend's house on a Saturday morning. Right. Okay. Uh, but it's been it's there. It's the, it's uh, like a cultural reference. It's like saying uh, the Skyrim joke about the Aaron Denis or the, uh, some reference to Star Wars or something else. It's there. And of course, it's not as universal as Star Wars, of course, or, mm-hmm. but it's, if you are a fan of old ish video games, it's, you know, what Lemmings is, you know, what's the, 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 the type of game is, you know, the animation, the walking animation of the character and so on and so on. So I think it's a bit sad that there's no really, there's no real way to uh, find this again and to be able to, uh, to play it in that way. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's right. And it's, it's too bad. Cause it's a, it's a fun game. Well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe you on this. I don't have uh, no idea. To I mean, I, I can guess that it's challenging and interesting and can indeed be fun. But maybe one day I'll have the, uh, I'll give it a go and uh, take the plunge, as they say. Yeah, um, I mean, good luck because I remember as a kid, like you, you got to a point where it was like, no, this is too difficult. I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think I've. It's a game that I ever beat, but it was a game that you know you you play for a while and then you get yeah. frustrated or bored with because you know you're you're a child yeah um but yeah yeah it's 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 worth it just because there's really not anything quite like it yeah um i think there was a two-player mode yeah at the I time when it came out uh, well that's what it says i think that's what it, they said in the documentary that's on the uh, on the wiki and the funny thing was, in the movie, they say, oh, well, we did a multiplayer aspect, but you needed two mice to be <laughs> able to play it with two per people. And so two mice plug into one computer, and someone said in the movie, well, at the time, almost nobody had two mice. And so they went a bit overboard with this, I think. And they said, oh, <laughs> yeah. we, can, we can do it, but is it useful? Eh, I don't know. It's it's there. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think I ever owned two mice at once, or at least not two working mice. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Um, well, Robert, thank you very much to uh, for being here with me today. I don't think I've mentioned it. It's this is episode fourteen, of course, of SVGA. I don't remember if I said it at the beginning of the episode. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for being here with me again, once again. Always nice to uh, talk to you, and we'll try. I know the, the, these days it's it's quite busy for both of us, but we'll try to. Uh, get back to you, our, our listeners, with some new stuff sooner than 
well, three months. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, if you want to catch up on previous episodes, of course, everything is on piove.ca. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, and our, uh, with our host, Balado Quebec. And, uh, well, I'm proud to announce uh, that we are going to have some merch uh, soon-ish, soon-ish. Let's go with soonish. Soonish is good. <laughs> we are in the process of redesigning our logo. So when everything is done, you'll be able to get your hands on a nice uh, coffee cup with the uh, our brand new uh, branding. So that's going to be interesting to follow. So stay tuned and uh, talk to you soon. Bye, Hugo. It's fun.